Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. How are you this morning? Very well, Glenn. How are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, great, mm. great, 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 yeah. Um, so, uh, you know that uh, uh, Chad's, Ch- is it Chaz, right? Chaz. Uh, they've changed it now to Chop. Yeah. Uh, and I love that interview with the MSNBC guy where they say, it's not a street festival. That's the first thing I agree with uh, from the members of Chop or Chaz. Um, I agree. It's not a street festival. Look at how, I mean, they hate msnbc and cnn they hate them right and these guys are covering for them and telling america it's a street festival and that's pissing them off yeah it's like it's not a street festival this is a revolution you're never woke enough and the same thing happened with the defund the police thing they're like cnn made all these things well this is basically what they're saying is shifting funding to programs and 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 then they interview the people and they're like no we we mean no more cops that's what we mean we want more we don't want the cops to be here anymore uh, all right, we uh, we have some updates for you and some some amazing news to share coming up in a minute. Did Shake Shack try to poison New York City police officers? Oh, that's a that's an interesting uh, interesting story. Also, New Jersey. What was that? Uh, what was that gun case in New Jersey that the Supreme Court decided not to hear? Oh my gosh! Wait until you hear that. Also, Ben Shapiro is going to be joining us today. We've got a lot on our plate. Miss a minute? Miss a lot. This is. The Glenn Beck Program. Show begins in 60 seconds. When you don't want to be seen, you wear camouflage. That's what it's for. When you go out in public, you remember that what you're doing uh, is being recorded everywhere. And if you use public Wi-Fi, the very last thing you want to do is to be seen, especially by somebody who has the capacity to steal your information. Cybercrime is on the rise, and it is getting worse and worse and worse as we are falling into chaos. Norton 360 helps you stay more private and secure in today's connected world by working to keep prying eyes out. When you get Norton 360, you're getting real-time protection against existing and emergent threats to your information with a vpn operating on bank grade encryption a password manager that easily and securely creates stores and manages password and so much more norton 360 is um, your key to better cybersecurity and peace of mind nobody can stop all of the criminals but norton is a, th- a powerful powerful ally with your cyber safety so get up to 50 percent off your first year with an annual subscription at norton.com slash beck that's norton.com slash beck uh, you'll get 50% off uh, now for your first year at Norton.com slash Beck. So yesterday, this was issued uh, by the... Uh by the police union. I'm writing to alert you to another serious safety issue. 
This evening, several uh, police officers assigned to a protest detail in lower Manhattan took a meal at the Shake Shack location on Broadway and Fulton Street. At some point during their meal period, uh, they discovered that a toxic substance believed to be, be believed to be bleach had been placed in their beverages. The contamination was not discovered until they had already ingested a portion of their bed, uh, their beverages. They're currently at a hospital receiving treatment and expected to recover. Uh, all the police union members are advised to carefully inspect any prepared food item that they purchase while on duty for possible contamination. Now, this is the second time uh, in Washington, D.C., the National Guard, they were delivered pizzas with glass in the pizzas. Um, it is a sad day when our police can't even trust the food that they're eating. Now, there is an update on this story. Shake Shack is one of my favorite fast food restaurants. There's nothing better than Shake Shack. Their burgers are incredible. Their shakes are unbelievable. Uh, And in New York City, we literally would stand in line for 20 or 30 minutes to get it. Now, in New York City, you stand in line for a stupid cupcake and... You know, and ballet shoes, too. So, it, you know, it's different. But it's such a great, great restaurant. When I heard this, I was outraged, just outraged. And I want to know what happened. Because if Shake Shack has employees that are doing things like this, I'll never eat at a Shake Shack again. And I'll encourage all my friends not to eat at a Shake Shack. Now, here's the update. New York PD finds no wrongdoing by Shake Shack employees after officers get sick sick from milkshakes. Three New York City Department officers have been released from the hospital after getting sick when they drank milkshakes from Shake Shack Monday night. The shakes may have been tainted with bleach, according to the New York City Police Department. They launched an investigation after the officers fell ill and determined early Tuesday morning that there was no criminality by employees. This according to an NYPD detective. Uh, Investigators believe a cleaning solution used to clean the milkshake machines wasn't fully cleared and may have gotten into the officers' drinks. So it just happened to the officers, or did it happen to other people? And what a wild coincidence that is. Um, I'd like to talk to the New York City police detectives and uh, find out. That story is from CNN, and I don't believe a damn word CNN says. Because CNN and MSNBC, all of the mainstream media, they're covering for all of these radicals. Now, I'm not saying that's happening in the Shake Shack thing. I believe that this story is most likely true, that there was just an accident that happened. Um, But... I'm not taking anything at face value anymore. Police officers, wherever you're eating, make sure it's a friendly place. uh, And please check your food. Um, I I can't believe these guys are still on the job. I really cannot believe that our police officer is on the job. Thank you for that. We appreciate you. Know that the silent majority of this country stands with you. But I have to say something to the silent majority. Where the hell are you? Where are you? These guys are out risking their lives for us. And what are we doing? Many of us are too afraid or too cowardly to even post online that you stand with the cops. I I understand it's a scary world, but it's a scarier world without the cops. A much scarier world. 
Um, as I said, they did this in Washington, D.C. as well um, with uh, uh, with pizzas. They put glass in pizzas for our National Guard. Now, there's something else that is um, that is happening that I think is is. Uh, unfortunately, something that I told you about probably in 2006 uh, I warned you about the Bubba effect, and the Bubba effect is happening. Now, if you remember right, if you're a longtime listener of this program, the Bubba effect is something that I've warned that the military had been training for. I found out about it in around 2000, maybe 2004, 2006, somewhere in that area. And um, because I asked the Special Forces Command, what are you most concerned about and they said well one of the things we're training for now is the bubba effect and i said i don't know what the bubba effect is and they said that is when the country is so divided and no one trusts the government and and they were they were looking at this at the time uh through the lens of making excuses for middle eastern terrorists and they said, we are afraid that at some point a major terrorist attack will will happen. And uh, the people in that com- in a community it could be anywhere in the United States will go in a bubba will go into a convenience store and see a, a, a Sikh um, who's not Muslim or a Muslim who has nothing to do with anything. And he'll go in and he'll say, you know, it's people like you, and he'll shoot them. Well, the feds will come into town. And when the feds arrive, the people will block their entrance to their town for the feds because they'll say, you are part of the problem. We know what Bubba did was wrong, and we'll handle Bubba. Get out of our town because you are the reason why people like Bubba are are rising up because you excused it you lied to us you you uh, uh excused everybody but us you've been calling us terrorists you've been calling us bad guys well we know that what he did was wrong and bad but what you did was worse so get the hell out of our town that's the bubba effect when people start to say you know what Law enforcement, the cities, they don't care. The uh, government doesn't care. We got to take this on ourselves. Well, let me give you this story. A man was shot yesterday after gunfire erupted at a demonstration in New Mexico where protesters attempted to topple a Braun Conquistador statue outside of an Albuquerque museum. Museum. The man was taken to a local hospital where he was listed in critical but stable condition. The shooting tonight was tragic, outrageous, and unacceptable act of violence, and it has no place in our city, said the Albuquerque mayor, Tim Keller. The shooting occurred during a clash between protesters and the New Mexico Civil Guard, a heavily armed civilian group that attempted to protect the controversial sculpture, a monument that features Spanish conquistador uh, in uh, in Albuquerque. 
Uh, protesters reportedly wrapped a chain around the statue and started tugging on it in chance of tear it down. At least one person swung a pickaxe at the statue of New Mexico's 16th century colonial governor. Gunshots could be heard down the street just moments later with several people yelling, somebody's got shot. Police use chemical irritants and flashbangs to protect the officers and detain those involved in the shooting. We're receiving reports about vigilante groups possibly instigating this violence. If it is true, we'll be holding them accountable to the fullest extent of the law, blah, 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 blah. Well, let me ask the mayor this. Uh, where was the tear gas as they were doing this to the statue? Where were the police so they didn't tear this statue down from a museum? This is exactly what uh, uh, ISIS did in, in Iraq. They tore down all of the historic landmarks. Now, those historic landmarks may or may not have anything to do with current Iraq. But they tore them down. They tried to destroy the ancient cities wipe them off the face of the earth, and they do it time and time again. Now look what's happening in our own streets. This isn't the act of ISIS. This is exactly what they do. They have no right to come onto, especially private property, and tear down statues. They don't have a right to do that to public statues. And that's why people band together in civilian groups. Because they know a, rel- a well-regulated militia has a right to keep and bear arms. And they know that they are the last stand. If the police won't do anything, if the mayor won't do anything, if the governor won't do anything, if the president won't do anything, then they have to. They're not going to just stand around and have their their streets ripped up by mobs. We see what's happening in Seattle. This is not a street fair. In fact, could we play the this is the interview from MSNBC. Mark my words. I said this in 2010, I think. MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS. They hate you just as much as they hate me and everybody else. And you have been making excuses, and you are helping them spread and grow. You are excusing them today. And if you think that they're not going to come in, if they get control or the chance, and come into your studio and drag you outside, anchor chair and all, and kill you in a mob, you're crazy. Here's MSNBC, who's in love with the protesters who's been saying this is a great thing, who's been defending them. Listen to what happens when one of them's on the street in Seattle. After more than a week of clashes between the demonstrators and the police, now you've seen essentially almost like a street festival type atmosphere. A street festival type atmosphere. No. With a very it is not a street festival. With a very intentional purpose. It is not a street festival. With, it is not a street festival. Do not say that. Please Shame on not. you for saying that. Learn right now. It is not a street festival. Do you know our voices sound like it is from not. tear gas that police attacked us with? You have to understand yeah. some traumatizing things happened here. All of us are suffering from PTSD in our own country, from our own better. country. That's what a lot it's not a street party. It, it, it's okay. Let, let her finish. Let her finish. One thing to listen to. It's not a street festival. 
Yeah, they're happy with the press. They like that. They like that. So the the mayor of the city has excused it. The governor. They're all calling it a street festival. It's not. It is a takeover of an American city. Six blocks of one of our largest American cities. It is destruction, mayhem, chaos, and violence at night. Oh, and then the kitties come out and draw chalk outlines on the... Uh, oh, they're not outlines? Oh, they're the full thing. And they do beautiful artwork on the sidewalks during the day. Meanwhile, the residents are terrified. Terrified. The businesses are terrified. I, I warn you, do not fall into the trap of becoming a part of the Bubba effect. This audience, I have said for a long time, is going to be responsible for saving the country. And I truly believe that. I believe you have listened and we have found each other for a reason for a very long time. And you are going to be responsible for for saving this nation from from civil war, from chaos and revolution. But we have to be better than all the rest of it. You are a part of a very select group. You're here for a reason, and it is not for violence or chaos. It is to find a way through all of this so our Constitution is preserved. Although I don't know what part of it's being preserved. You want to talk about hanging by a thread. Did you see what the Supreme Court did yesterday? Ben Shapiro's on with us in a few minutes. We'll talk to him about that, and I... I want to just I just want to stop for a second and gaze at that dumpster uh, dumpster fire in one minute. <sighs> All right, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Relief Factor um, is going to restore the loves of your life. What is it that you wanted to do and can't do anymore? What are the things I I remember my father saying uh, someday I'm going to just retire and I'm just going to play golf. But by the time he hit 60 years old, his body was so broken down. He retired around 70. He could he couldn't play golf. And that taught me a couple of things. One, be careful of your body. Um, Two, don't wait to do things. And three, there's got to be a better way. Well, I had debilitating pain and I, all I want to do is just paint. I just want to paint all day. I want to retire and paint. I love it. And I wasn't able to even pick up a paintbrush. I was in so much pain. Uh, behind me here is the latest painting I just finished. I'm trying to do clouds and they all suck, but, um, uh, but, uh, I couldn't even paint, pick up a paintbrush. Now I could paint all day and it's because of relief factor. I want you to go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, or relieffactor.com, and get your life back. 10 seconds, station ID. Well, okay. So, uh... Uh, I, uh, uh, Clarence Thomas did not have a good day yesterday. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. I don't think Clarence Thomas had a good day. 
And I don't know exactly how uh, we are we are okay with what happened um, at the Supreme Court this week. Did you did you let's just start with what happened with the gun uh, argument at the Supreme Court? Did you follow this at all, Stu, yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. We did a bunch on it yesterday on Stu Does America as well. Yeah. Okay. so. This story revolves around a guy who lives in New Jersey. He's a private businessman. And in New Jersey, you have to have a reason to own a gun. Uh, and it's the most ridiculous thing I've, I've ever heard, uh, because you have to prove to some group that you are, you're not only worthy and capable, but you have a very good reason. And it's up to their sole discretion. So this guy um, fixes ATM machines, and he's already had violence on him once. And he goes into very dangerous parts of the city, and he's opening up these ATM machines. And he wants to be able to carry a gun for his own safety. Well, New Jersey said, nope. The Supreme Court wouldn't hear this case. Wait a minute. You're telling me... My rights shall not be infringed, but some group of people can decide, I fear for my life, I've already been attacked once, and I'm doing this dangerous job in dangerous parts of the city, and, and I don't have a right to own a gun. Who, who does have a right to own a gun in New Jersey? Who does? I mean, I know the governors have them. You know, I know officials will have them. Hell, Chuck Schumer carries a gun. Michael Bloomberg was carrying a gun when he was mayor. Mm. Really? Those got those guys. Yeah, and it's it's one of these things where combine this with what the other rulings that we saw yesterday. If you think this court is overturning Roe versus Wade, you are insane. They are not going to do that. They can't get they can't get the most basic things like this the, the the court case you're talking about, which is an obvious gun case. Obvious. They won't even take that. They they are they are making up laws uh, seemingly on the fly, like as if they're a legislative branch. This is not this whole fear mongering thing that we went through with like oh gosh they're going to get rid of Roe versus Wade. They are not going to do that. Not these guys. No, it's not nope. happening. Uh, you need nope. about I don't know. Pray for just yeah. Pray for Justice Thomas to fall into some sort of vat or cream that lets him live for another hundred years. <laughs> Apparently, the same cream that Ginsburg this has fallen into. But program. All right. When it comes to things like home decor, it's uh, the details in a room that are really the most important to create the overall effect. Window coverings can make or break a room. They really can. We just uh, got some window coverings. I don't know if you can see in the other shot. Can you take the other shot? You can see outside of the broadcast barn is uh, the corner of my uh, my old cabin from the 1880s. And we needed to cover the windows. I mean, what do you cover windows with? You know, if you're trying to bring it back to 1880s, I mean, did they even have fabric back then? So we got a design consultant on a free one from blinds.com. And we said, hey, can you help us with this? What she picked out was absolutely perfect. She sent it, uh, sent us the fabric and everything in advance. 
And how she saw the exact color, she knew it right away. And she was like, no, it can't be this color. It's got to be this. And let me look. She sent it to us. It was perfect. That's the kind of service you get free at blinds.com. Use the promo code BECK right now. Blind shade, shutters, or drapes. Get it now. Rules and restrictions may apply at blinds.com. Promo code BECK. And you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you get 10 bucks off your subscription. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. From God's country in Idaho at the Standing Rock Ranch, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. This is going to be the site for uh, an event we're doing on July 2nd, July 2nd, uh, here at the Standing Rock Ranch. Uh, we are going to be uh, renewing the covenant uh, and a a broadcast, a two-hour broadcast of real unity, uh, bringing some amazing uh history together and some really great people together and you will be able to see it um on all of our social um platforms and on blaze tv it's free to everybody no ac- all access no commercials uh and it will happen on july 2nd uh, and we'll give you more details on that as we get closer please tell your churches tell your organizations Get together in a group. I think you're going to really, really love uh, this broadcast. Um, let me start in Seattle, where Chaz now has been chopped uh, or chop. Uh, chops stands for what? What, what is the of protest? Capitol Hill organized protest. Capitol Hill organized protest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's what it means. Um, but it's a cute little effort by those guys. Um, I want to play something that was controversial on Sunday. Um, and it came from a, um, a pastor in Dallas, uh, Pastor Jeffers. And here's what he said about the Seattle uh, uh, protesters. Listen. I mean, once the left, if they succeed, they don't only want to dismantle our current police. They want to replace our current police with the thought police who go around patrolling every thought Mm. that they find objectionable. And if the left ever gains control of this country again, I predict it's going to be like the French Revolution. It's going to be bring out the guillotines and execute every thought they object to and every person who holds every thought that they object to. That is why what All happens right, okay, in november is so I, this was same, really i had the same exact problem with yeah. tortillas the tortillas <laughs> when you're trying to put them on <laughs> and so papillas it's so papillas so papillas, so papillas are a big, yeah. are a big problem along with that. the guillotines <laughs> i'm yeah I, and i like you know what show i love guillotins uh, island i loved guillotins island <laughs> it was a fantastic All right, okay okay show. okay i got it i got it so that's robert jeffers and and he is our jeffy Jeff Jeffress, well, I don't know what his name is. Anyway, um, he, the, what he was saying there was the the Rev- French Revolution is coming. Okay, while he's saying that, and and the media is excoriating him, uh, this is what's happening at uh, at the Seattle compound. Listen, not chess, it is chop, 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 
Has anybody here ever heard of the French Revolution before? That is another revolution. Because people started putting property over lives. They started putting property over lives. Over people. Does anybody here know what happened to the people who did not get on board with the French Revolution? Say it louder. Say it louder. It's the message we need to send. We are serious. <laughs> this is not a joke. I am tired of seeing my people be genocided by every definition of the word. No, maybe you don't need to look that word up again. <laughs> well, I think he needs to look up a lot of things. A That's lot not of what the things. French Revolution was about, uh, at least for the leaders. Uh, that was not what it was about. That's what it was sold to by the use of, uh, to the useful idiots. Uh, but that's that's really not what it was about. It was about changing society and the order of society entirely. Uh, the French Revolution um, and uh, and and those involved at the beginning, Robespierre and everything, um, they believed that. Uh, the problem was is that you had to enforce morality you couldn't the people could not be trusted to be moral so you had to enforce it um, and and make the decisions for people and if they didn't come on board well then they would have to lose their head so now they've re- they've renamed uh, Seattle from Chaz to chop and I don't think that's a coincidence <laughs> this is telling you who they are and if you think that they won't kill you if they disagree with you you're sadly mistaken sadly mistaken everyone should be telling their kids right now do not post anything for or against ever on twitter or facebook or talk about it online don't that never goes away and you just don't know who's going to be around and who's going to be in charge. All right, can we talk a little bit about Colin Kaepernick? Because even I am at the end of my rope on this thing. You know, Colin Kaepernick should join the NFL's newest football team this year, the Chaz Razmataz. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think he can be the starting quarterback. Drew Brees can Mm -hmm. be his backup. And then the third-string quarterback could be be Baker Mayfield. even Baker Mayfield yesterday said he's going to kneel this year, and if he loses fans because of it, that's okay. Then his wife... So brave. Now we're getting it from Baker Mayfield's wife. How stupid we are. She said, everybody who was so upset about my comment, supporting her husband in kneeling, doesn't understand the reasoning behind the kneeling in the first place. Mm. Nate Boyer and Cap, Colin Kaepernick, came to an agreement that kneeling was the most respectful way to support our military. Okay, so <laughs> oh not my only gosh. is it not oh my gosh. is it not about uh besmirching the military, there's it's about supporting the military now according to <laughs> to Emily Mayfield. I I can't take this. Also JJ Watt, one of his fans uh w- tweeted out the yesterday I think uh, you know who won't be kneeling is J.J. Watt. You can count on that. So J.J. Watt tweets out, uh, "Don't you don't speak for me. And B, if uh, you're against kneeling, you clearly haven't been listening. No, actually we have. And it is you who apparently haven't heard the words of Colin Kaepernick, who has claimed multiple times, it is 
about the flag. I'll continue to sit. I'm going to continue to stand with the people that are being oppressed. When mm-hmm. there's significant change and I feel like that flag, the flag. represents what Wait. it's supposed to represent, I'll stand. Huh, huh, huh. And then there was an ABC News report that talked about what he said to the NFL Network about the flag. The 49ers dual threat quarterback with the rocket arm and lightning quick feet staying seated during the national anthem at Friday's preseason game, telling the NFL Network, I'm not going to stand up and show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. A A flag in a country? I wasn't about the flag in the country. Stop telling us that. Stop lying. On behalf of Colin Kaepernick. It's blatant lies. I did a... Blatant lies. On Friday, I did Stu Does Colin Kaepernick. And it was the, I, I believe, the definitive case against Colin Kaepernick. Number one, that he's... You're right. He's totally did it for... About the flag. Mm-hmm. That was the reason the entire time. He doesn't like the police. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like the country. Period. Right. And it's in statement after statement after statement that's shown. Other people who knelt may very well feel the way... Baker Mayfield's wife but is they, describing. They keep but putting this back on Colin Kaepernick. Not the way Colin Kaepernick. It's felt. not his deal. Um, yeah. You can kneel and, and no, you can be can respectful I, when you kneel. Yeah. Can I ask this question, Stu? You can. Do you think that that is that's really the motivating factor here, or is it being famous for something and and grinding an axe uh, because he's a failed quarterback? I do think he was done. Yeah. The failing quarterback thing. And we went through very much in depth uh, on that one during the monologue. (laughs) Uh, It was very much a big part of it. I mean, he was Mm -hmm. he played what quite possibly might be the worst single football game ever played by an NFL quarterback uh, in in his last couple of years against Chicago, which he finished one of five for four yards. (laughs) And is that a good is that a good that's game? not good that's and not good i should oh. add in also he no, had I, five. even i know that yeah. Pat, don't talk down to me <laughs> this is the three quarters by the way i should point out this is not like a, a yeah. one wow. quarter game. and yeah. he had five sacks for minus 25 yards so his the net passing yards for the team were negative 21 that is what, how right. he finished when they pulled him out yet again for i believe the third time in his career for blake bortles as quarterback <laughs> It's uh, so, pretty bad when yeah. you're replaced by Blake Bortles. <laughs> Three times. Um, but listen to this, because I always go back to this this the same thing too, Pat, where where this was absolutely about the flag. Uh, yeah. And what I always think about is like the the national television coverage does not cover the national anthem in football games. It doesn't cover it. It is a low profile moment mm-hmm. as compared to the actual action on the game. So if you're Colin Kaepernick, you could say instead, if you wanted to draw just attention to your cause, you could walk out on the field. You have the first play <coughs> called already. You could all take a knee before uh, instead of taking a huddle. Mm-hmm. You could all kneel, kneel and everyone would see it and it would draw more attention. No, he wanted it during the flag because of the flag. Right. And if it wasn't about the That's flag, right. wouldn't this be the absolutely perfect response? As a way to show respect to all, our team will kneel in solidarity prior to the national anthem and stand together during the anthem. Wouldn't that be the perfect way to handle that? If it wasn't about the flag, yeah. Right. That's the way Drew Brees handled it. Yeah. The guy who is now not woke enough and being canceled because he's such a racist, what he did is he took a knee. He took a knee. He just didn't take it during the anthem. I bet he will now. And now he probably will. Well, he got yelled at and his wife is apologizing for him. Yeah. It's it's nuts. It's just nuts. I want to hear it from his. I want to hear it from his great great grandchildren. I won't forgive him 
for a hundred years. <laughs> Drew Brees has got to get I don't won't believe him until his great great grandchildren say, No, I'm telling you, we're really sorry for what he did. Uh, then I'll then I'll believe it. You know, these these people, um, they they do not live by the same rules at all. They don't live by they don't practice what they preach at all they say you want to be open uh you know you you've uh, you've got to listen you've got to come together we've got to back this hey we're just about diversity none of that is true look at the three things that they did when they opened up uh chad or chop uh up in uh, seattle what were the first three actions they took do you guys know first three actions uh, free health care Right? No. Oh, no. Free food. No. Mm-hmm. They, no, no. Before this, free they speech for built all. Built a wall. <laughs> no. They, they built, built a, okay. a wall. <laughs> right. Okay, then yes. they then they stationed somebody at the wall to check IDs for people who were coming in, mm-hmm. and then they issued guns to the citizens so they could protect themselves and the community. That's amazing. So, That's pretty amazing. It, everything that they say they're against, everything that that it, it's ah. this is not some flower child hippie uh, parade in the middle of the day. Yeah, these are revolutionaries mm-hmm. who will kill you if you step out of line. And, and the second they got control of this supposed nation, they impl- and they implemented like a lot of Donald Trump's agenda. They're like, I build a wall. We're checking the borders. <laughs> like, and they went right, right into it. That's right. Exactly right. Exactly right. I think they're Trump 2020. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, all right, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor. We're we are really honored to have Tecovis, uh sponsor this program. Tecovis started by a couple of guys who just knew that there is no reason why boots cost as much as they do. And those people who are in cowboy country know what I'm talking about. You're either buying a cheap, cheap pair of boots or you're wearing like some, you know, twenty five hundred dollar pair of boots that are that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, it's all exotic leather. They're all handmade. Well, Tecovis knew they could do all the best exotic leathers and make them by hand. Still 200 handmade steps to make a pair of Tecovis boots and charge about half the price. And the way they have been doing this is they've cut out the middleman and they go directly to you. Tecovis boots. Find your pair. Find your pair now. Live the life. Live Live the life that you of who you are and what you were meant to be and uh, to hell with the rest of the world. Put on a pair of Tecovis. Remind yourself what real integrity is. Tecovis boots. T-E-C-O-V-A-S boots. Tecovis.com slash Beck. Tecovis.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let's be really clear what we are facing. We are facing a purposely driven Marxist revolution. That's what's happening. Antifa is far better organized, funded, and dedicated uh, than the apologist in the mainstream media would have you believe. Antifa members have received combat training in camps in Syria and Iraq, which we showed you last week in our special on Wednesday night. 
They're being supported by anti-American misinformation campaigns, by anti-capitalist support from China and Russia. Their intent is to overthrow the U.S. Constitution, and they're using Black Lives Matter protest as cover for their activities. And we haven't even kicked off the 2020 election season. You imagine what's coming our way this fall? Let's also further realize that the U.S. economy is teetering on nothing short of total collapse. Remember when we're all freaking out that the U.S. debt was nearing $20 trillion just a couple of years ago? Well, now we are sitting at $27 trillion, with a trillion dollars being added just in May. Trump is talking about another trillion-dollar stimulus. And estimates are the U.S. government will need to borrow another $3 trillion by the end of the year. By the way... As of last Friday, the Federal Reserve announced it is the sole buyer of all U.S. debt so far in 2020. In other words, we're printing money. We're not borrowing it from anyone anymore. We are practicing the so-called modern monetary theory right before our eyes. I wrote about that and almost didn't put it in my book about socialists because I thought it was so radical that it would take time for that to come in. Time is of the essence. We also have COVID-19, the anti-police, anti-medical, anti-government. I mean, I have no idea. You know, this audience was not surprised this stuff was coming, that this stuff would happen. This audience knew. We have been talking about this for 15 years. We were just ahead But I've put something together that I'm going to post right now at uh, glennbeck.com. Things to prepare, what you need to do to survive a Marxist revolution. It's a first part. Read it. Make sure your family is, is prepared for whatever may come because of Marxist revolutionaries in America. It has nothing to do with violence, everything to do with your safety. Glenn Glenn Beck, I'm Go There Now. America is ready to get back to work, but to win in this new economy, you need every advantage you can get to succeed. Smart companies run on NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. With NetSuite, you're going to have visibility and control over all of your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and so much more. Everything you need all in one place. So whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite by Oracle lets you manage every penny with precision and you'll have the ability to compete with anyone, work from anywhere, and run your whole company right from your phone. Join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to make it happen. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook of the top strategies that they're using as America reopens for business and you can get that guide free right now. Just go to NetSuite.com slash Beck. That's NetSuite.com slash Beck. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business business netsuite.com slash back where do we all turn when things fall apart well if you're like me you lean on things that stand the test of time your closest friends your family or a cherished movie that re-inspires the classics are made to last and that's why we turn to them in good times and bad i have one of those beloved things in my life it's my tecovis cowboy boots At Tecovis, they don't see themselves as just makers of quality boots and Western goods. They believe that a good pair of boots can change the way people feel about themselves. Now, why is that? Why is it that something that you put on your feet can change the way you feel inside? 
because the boots are a manifestation of things that last. Boots that can weather the storm and walk confidently to the other side. Cowboy boots are, and have always been, for the frontiers ahead. Find your pair at tecovis.com slash back and face the day comfortably and confidently like the generations before. For generations to come, tecovis, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash back. tecovis.com slash back. You know, some some people eat when they're uh, when they're stressed out. Not me. Uh, I've only gained about 40 pounds uh, and, and uh, has nothing to do with stress as me loving food. Anyway, uh, built bar is something that my wife has been eating for a long time. She's like, it's 150 calories. It tastes just like a chocolate bar. You're going to love it. It's real chocolate, everything else. And then she's and but she sells it to me as it's a protein bar that you're going to love. And I'm like, I don't love protein bars. They all taste like doormats. Then I had a built bar and I asked them, I called them up and said, would you be a sponsor on this program? Because I just love them. My wife is a little pissed at me because she'd been telling me for two years and it wasn't until COVID and she was gone and we were out of snacks that I went out try one of these things. And they're great. They're great. Real chocolate and the flavors are really good and it's good for you. It's impossible. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Beck. Save 10 bucks off your first order. BuiltBar.com. Do it now. What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. To tell you why you should listen uh, this hour, let me just say five words. Supreme Court, Ben Shapiro, next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I have been waiting to hear Ben Shapiro, uh, and I've got questions for that man. First, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Uh, while the Democrats and the media continue to make it harder for Americans to get out of this economic nightmare, Patriot Mobile is be- busy being helpful. What a novel idea. One of the things is they've uh, lowered their prices. Their prices were already incredibly low, but right now their U.S.-based team is standing by to design your customized family plan starting at only $25. Patriot Mobile also shares the values that you hold dear. They will never charge you hidden fees. And unlike Big Mobile, they're not going to send your hard-earned money to Planned Parenthood or other leftist causes. Boy, these corporations have sold America out. Get the same reliable nationwide service and support a community that shares your values, supports our Constitution, and puts you before profits. Switching is really easy. You can keep your phone number if you'd like, bring your own phone if you want, or you can buy a new one and get a new number. Right now, when you join Patriot Mobile's uh, freedom-loving family, Americans will get free activation and a free gift with the offer code Beck. Offer code Beck at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get your customized family plan starting at 25 bucks. 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or patriotmobile.com. Tomorrow night, signs torn down, statues destroyed, buildings defaced, dissenters silenced. The cultural revolution is here and taking names. There's no free speech for a fascist. Comedian Adam Carolla joins to blast the Marxist mob. You should be able to share ideas without fear. 
But what's next for Americans who refuse to bow? Glenn exposes the most dangerous cult in America. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Mr. Ben Shapiro, editor-in-chief of the Daily Wire, host of the Ben Shapiro program, and one guy that I someday want to work side-by-side with. Uh, I think he is absolutely brilliant. Welcome, Mr. Ben Shapiro. How are you, sir? Hey, doing well. Yeah, hanging in there in today's America. How are you doing? Boy, Ben, uh, what's coming our way? What, 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 what's, um, nothing what's, good. Are we headed for revolution? Uh, you know, I think that the idea of violent revolution is probably a fantasy because I don't think that that is something that that most Americans are up for. But the idea that the country is coming apart at the seams, that you're going to start to see greater divisions between states and then between states and the federal government is very real. And I think the the, the way that you could end up with, with actual violence is when the federal government is taken over by members of the left. And they don't know what they don't know, meaning that they actually believe that because they've been so ascendant in both the cultural and the political spheres, that there is no breaking point, that they're just going to be able to push for full scale societal change on every on every level and that there will be no resistance to that. And they're going to come up against some hard truths if they start to do things that, for example, if, if you get into beta or gun confiscation or if you get into shutting down religious schools, there, there are certain things that Americans just won't stand for, which is why, you know, I hope that. At, at some point, it'll be it'll be you know everybody back away a little bit. But with the, with the left pushing this hard, uh, you know the, the, the real possibility of a of a countrywide division obviously is growing, and, and the left is is not shy about kind of wanting it. I mean, as soon as Trump oh, yeah, elected, no. places like California, we're talking about secession. But yeah. the problem is, if California becomes the entire federal government, then it's going to be a lot of people you know on the right who are talking about can we actually last as a unified country. Um, Ben, I want to go to uh, what the Supreme Court did yesterday because they did a couple of things. And I think a lot of people who are conservative are torn on what they did to Title seven because, you know, most people, most most normal people are they don't have a problem with homosexuality as friends. We work with people. We know people. We like them. You know, it's not a problem. I don't want to get into somebody else's business, Um, but. Are, is this another jam down uh, of and another um, another intrusion on businesses and religion? Tell me what you think of of Title Seven and what they did yesterday. So, I mean, uh, to to be frank, I, I've for a long time thought the Title Seven probably is unconstitutional in its entirety. The, the idea that the federal government was ever given the power to invade private businesses and tell them who and who not to employ seems to me incredibly problematic just from a constitutional originalist level. Yes. Now, does that mean that I wouldn't have voted for the Civil Rights Act in its entirety? If I'm given the choice between voting for the thing or not voting for the thing, I vote for the thing. But Title VII has always been a, a real problem because, again, it intrudes into areas that the government ought not intrude. Remember, the big problem with segregation in general was the, was the governments of states that were cramming down segregation and that there are plenty of places in the United States that were desegregated by private businesses. I mean, the Greensboro protests... In, in, over the uh, over the uh, lunch counters in Blooming uh, in Bloomington, North Carolina, Th- those those particular pro- in Greensboro rather th- those protests were private in nature and ended with the desegregation of lunch counters. So the the notion that you had to force private businesses to desegregate is not true. What you actually had to do is stop the state from forcing them to segregate in the first place. So put aside the general right. objection to Title Seven. 
the, the decision itself is, is nonsensical on the merits. I mean, Samuel Alito's dissent is a masterpiece. I mean, it goes for 100 pages, but it tears apart savagely the, the majority opinion. Uh, the, there's a good case to be made that the reason that Roberts joined this opinion is specifically so he could get Gorsuch to write it. And the reason that he wanted Gorsuch to write it as opposed to Ginsburg, for example, is because if Gorsuch writes it and not Ginsburg, if Ginsburg writes this thing, then religious liberty is in a lot more danger from, the, from this specific decision than if, if Gorsuch writes it. So that, that really is the question right now. Now, here's my view on, on a lot of Supreme Court jurisprudence in general. The Supreme Court tries to very often settle questions that are still unsettled, and that really ought not be settled mm-hmm. by the Supreme Court. And that is this particular case. This is not within the Supreme Court's purview. And so there are a lot of people today who are celebrating, oh, look, it's a new America. We're all unified now because there's a, there's a top-down rule. Here's the thing. America is as politically divided as it has been certainly in my lifetime and maybe in the lifetime of, of your listeners, uh, you know, including the 60s. And the idea that you're going to have anybody at the top of the federal government cramming down a one-size-fits-all rule is really a problem. I mean, what the founders figured is, that in division lies unity so long as you have a diversity right. of thought and, and action that is allowed across the country. If you have a unified rule right. that's down by 51% on 49%, that's when you get into really divisive areas. So are you going to keep the well, that's where the, by allowing people to live their lives? Or are, you going to, or are you going to keep the country running by cramming down one rule from the top? This one crams down one rule from the top. And whether you like the rule or you don't like the rule, that's a dangerous thing. So, um, you know, I think that's what the French Revolution was uh, all about. And what separates us from the French Revolution is the French Revolution really was about you're we're going to enforce morality. We're going to enforce what we believe is right. And if you don't like it, guillotine, it doesn't it doesn't work. Um, the the question that I have, though, on this ruling, how does this affect me? And I, I keep. I keep using, let's say I'm, I am, well, let me just use a real life scenario. I think it's Bergdorf Goodman in New York that they hire, quote, models, not salespeople. I can't remember which store it is, but it may be Bergdorf. And this allows them to be able to say when a, you know, a fat person like me comes in and says, I want to sell clothes here. They can say, I'm sorry, you don't fit the, the look. Um, and they do it specifically to get around the law so they can make sure that everybody looks a certain way because that's important. I don't want to go in and buy a suit where the guys around me can't even fit into the suit or, you know, they can look at me and I can look at them and they're like, dude, there's nothing here for you to buy, Glenn. You're just too fat to be here. Um, and so they, it's important that they have a certain image. If I have if I have Bob at the front desk of my business and he comes in and he says, I'm Bobette and uh, he's wearing a dress, can I fire him because he doesn't fit into the the culture and the image that I'm trying to portray? Or does that not matter anymore? So you'll, you'll certainly get a lawsuit. And this has been true in New York for a long time. So New York is actually the wrong example because New York already has anti-discrimination laws. Same thing as California, right? 21 of these states already have laws that are very much like what the Supreme Court did yesterday. So in New York, it probably won't affect you. And you probably had to worry about legal liability if you did that in any case. Now, if you do it in Texas, right. you have to worry about legal liability, right? That's, that's the real issue here. And by the way, the, the best example here is actually the case of if you're talking about things that, that are a problem then we should worry less about, you know, the business that, that has the models and more about your third grade teacher, right? You got a bunch of kids in your school and your and the teacher comes in one day and says they are the opposite gender and starts teaching your child about transgender ideology. That's very, you fired that person. That could very well be a violation of title seven of the civil rights act. Now 
Now, this is nonsensical. I mean, just on a legal level, it is completely bullcrap. When I say that, I say it advisedly with respect to our Justice Gorsuch, who typically, I think, is a much better textualist than this. But he admits in the decision this has nothing to do with the Civil Rights Act. He says in the decision that there's no way that the people who wrote the Civil Rights Act meant to encompass in this homosexuality or transgenderism. And the Democrats know this, by the way. Democrats have been trying to pass a separate bill called the Equality Act that would do exactly this without religious exemptions for years. And so the idea that magically you can now read the Equality Act into the Civil Rights Act is insane. I mean, this is something that that Alito mocks, and and correctly so, because there is nothing textualist about the idea that you can take the word sex and then read into it sexual orientation or transgenderism. In fact, it's it's, the only way, this is the hilarity of it, the only way that you can actually read transgenderism into the Civil Rights Act is to reject the claim of transgender people that they are members of the sex to which they claim membership. So follow me here. The, The basic idea is that if you fire somebody, Bob comes in one day and he says, I'm Janine and I'm a woman. He has, you know, full beard. He hasn't done any of the treatments, mm-hmm. nothing, right? He just comes in and he says, I'm yeah. a woman. And you say, okay, well, you're fired, right? You know, you're teaching my third graders, no. And he, the, the idea is you have discriminated against him as a man, right? You haven't discriminated against him as a woman. You've discriminated against him as a man, which is a rejection of his claim to be a woman, right? But you've discriminated against him as a man. So what's the discrimination exactly, right? You've said, you're a man <laughs> doing a thing I don't like, right? But you have been discriminated against on the basis of sex. But sex is biological sex. So you actually haven't been discriminated against as a man. You've been discriminated against, presumably, as a woman. So none of this makes any sense. The only way you can call it discrimination, again, on the basis of sex, is to say that he is actually a man, which is something that transgender people reject. So you now have the bizarre situation in which it is discriminatory to perhaps say in the workplace, this is where where really the rubber hits the road. Let's say that you have a religious school, you have a secular side of the religious school, which all religious schools do. You have a person who comes in and says, I'm transgender now. And you say, well, you know, here at the school, we have, you don't even fire the guy. You say, you know what, you, you get to work here because it's Title VII. And then he's walking around the school and people are saying things like, you know, that's a dude. Right? That's, not, that's not a lady, that's a dude. Is that a discriminatory work environment? It very well may be. It very may, well may be a work environment that provides legal liability. So now you get into free speech issues. Right? You actually have free speech issues as to what you're allowed to say on on this basis Mm. because you're not sexually harassing anybody you're just saying something that is actually true but that may very well be sex discrimination under title seven of the civil rights act it also provides serious problems for title nine so title seven is now in complete conflict with title nine title nine is designed in order to protect women right so title nine says we're going to protect for example women's sports well once you say that you're not allowed to reject transgender people for anything on the basis of their transgenderism, how do you have separate women's sport leagues and how do you fund them? How do you have separate women's bathrooms? How do you have separate women's locker rooms? Now, Gorsuch acknowledges that a lot of these things are undecided. He says, well, we'll save those for the future. Well, great. Yeah, sounds oh fantastic. Good. So, good. I mean, he says, good. he openly so, says, yeah. Let me. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just, I know I have a short period of time with you, and I want to get to one other question uh, on uh, the Second Amendment. But um, let me just end end this segment with this question: um, Does this? Do you believe the protection for religious exceptions uh, is strong? Um, no one knows. There's the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which basically grants you the ability if you're a religious institution to protect yourself, but that doesn't necessarily cover secular teachers in your employ. It also doesn't necessarily cover insurance issues. Gorsuch says that he hopes that the religious protections are, are strong and he may have those leanings. Now they've taken up a couple cases on some of these specific issues that are supposed to come down the pike next year, including broadening the ministerial exemption. 
And so my friend mm-hmm. David French, who's a legal analyst with Alliance Defending Freedom, among other groups, he has suggested that what the court may be going for here is, is so-called fairness for all, which is sort of what they have in Utah, which is very strong workplace protections for transgender and gay people, but also a lot of exemptions for religious people. But who the hell knows? And of course, that could basically change any time, because as soon as the Democrats get into office, if God forbid, in six months, they just pass the Equality yep. Act. They remove the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and a lot of those protections are now gone. All right. Ben Shapiro continues with us here in just a second. I want to talk to him about the Second Amendment because this ruling is insane, in my opinion. Uh, but we'll get to that in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Car Shield. As you're standing there in the heat, your hands developing a nice steak-like sear against the back of the trunk as you slowly push your car towards the nearest mechanic, you have to ask yourself some questions. What was I thinking? Did this have to happen? If you got Car Shield, if you have it right now, You'll be in air conditioning. Second question, did you learn a lesson? Are you going to think ahead? Look, all of our, I think cars are almost programmed to break down after the warranty expires. When it comes to safeguarding your car against disasters that might come your way, your best bet is Car Shield. They have rates now as low as $99 a month. You choose your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and Car Shield takes care of all the rest. You don't have to wait for a payment coming to you. They pay them. Also, they offer 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. CarShield has helped over a million customers already. With rates as low as $99 a month, you got nothing to lose. Call 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000. Mention the promo code BECK or visit carshield.com and use the promo code BECK to save 10%. carshield.com, promo code BECK. A deductible may apply. 10 seconds. I'm back with Ben Shapiro. So, Ben, I, I'm looking at this uh, this Rogers versus Gruel uh, story out of out of New Jersey, where it's a businessman who fixes AT, ATMs in some of the worst sections of town. He's you know had violence against him before. He wants a gun. The state of New Jersey says, nope, that's not a good enough reason to have a gun. How did the Supreme Court not even take this case up? So that is the big question, because to grant a writ of of certiorari, you have to have four Supreme Court justices who say we want to hear the case. So how could they not get to four? Right. I mean, there are six Republican appointees. How could they not even get to four? So we know that there are a couple of the justices who actually put out statements, which is kind of rare, saying we wanted to take the case. There are apparently many of the Supreme Court justices who did not, which is this is actually in some ways a lot more disconcerting than even the decision about the the lgbt workplace stuff which is again a oh, terrible I, decision on its merits it, it's just yeah I, I i'm with you 100 percent. all that we have in dc versus heller which is the only supreme court case of the last hundred years really to speak to the second amendment is you all we know now is you have the right to own a gun in your home that's it that's all the things we know right they say that you have a personal right to own a gun in your home but we have we have no idea what kind of gun we have no idea what exactly are the restrictions on the state preventing you from getting some sort of permit for your workplace? We have no idea exactly what are the restrictions on gun, on gun carrying. Right? We don't know any of those things. And the Supreme Court rejected a, a bunch, a bunch of cases. Right? There were a bunch of these. There was a, there was, this wasn't just you know, a hard case like, like an assault weapons ban. I mean, th- that New Jersey law is insane. Asking someone to show a justifiable need before you can bear a handgun outside the home. I mean, that's, it. that's an easy one. Right. The, the easy one is you don't have to show it that like you have a right 
right? You have a right to carry a weapon. There's a right to keep and bear arms. But New Jersey basically rejected the right to keep and bear arms. There's no right to self-defense. They denied the cert. So the, that, that stuff is really a problem. It was, it was a bad day from the Supreme Court yesterday. But again, a country that relies on the Supreme Court to be a savior is a country that's on its last legs anyway. I mean, if you're waiting for, for nine old people in robes to tell you what to do, you got a problem. I mean, that's that's just a dictatorship by committee, really. I mean, it's it's uh, it, yeah, it is not anyway, the way our system is supposed to work at all. That's right. I mean, I think one of the things that, that has happened here is that when the government works the way it's supposed to, namely, we are deeply divided. So Congress can't get anything done. The temptation for other branches of government, like the judiciary or the executive, is to step in and then, quote unquote, get things done. And that's not how the system was supposed to work. Because if things aren't getting done, maybe it's because not enough of us agree on the things to be done <laughs> for things to get done. But inaction is generally used as a rationale for exceeding constitutional limits by the branches that have mm-hmm. the capacity to, to just ignore their own constitutional limits and, and go above and beyond. So what do you think? Um, what do you think? What, what We have two minutes. Tell me what you think is coming our way for the election. And I don't mean violence or you know mayhem or any of that because i think all that's coming how is how is donald trump going to fare this election do you believe the polls that joe biden is just on fire right now uh, well they, they really don't show biden on fire I and mean, even the polls that show him up 14 15 points don't have him at 50 percent. there's that one yesterday that had him up 14 points he's up 49 to 35 he's not breaking 50 so this is much more about trump's unpopularity than it is about joe biden's sudden popularity it's hard for a dead person to be popular so, I mean, the, right. so the, the, big, the big problem for, for Trump right now is how does he regain some of the momentum? Now, if the economy comes back and there's some good economic reports, that obviously helps. If he can control himself for five seconds, that would absolutely help. If he is able to campaign. On what should he do with the riots? What should he I mean, what should he do with the, with revolution? I mean, he, he should be very aggressive in saying, I will put this stuff down. I mean, that was the big problem. If he had come out immediately in the rioting and looting and said, listen, I've made the full force and weight of the federal government available for mayors and governors at their disposal. If they don't, if they don't call it in and they don't stop this stuff in 48 hours, then I'm coming in. And if he'd done that, not after a week, but done that during the first night when the rioting and looting start, if he'd said, we respect protesters, we do not respect rioters and looters, I think that he'd be a lot better off right now. Because I think that even his own base looked at him and said, wait a second, you're the big tough guy. Where are you? Right. We're shutting down major American cities for a week. Where are you? And I I think that it's hard to regain a perception of strength after it's been lost. But, you know, discipline, discipline, discipline. He's got plenty of material to work with. I mean, the the COVID-19 handling by the federal government was good. By the states, it was mainly garbage in places like New York and New Jersey. That's plenty to work with. Mm -hmm. Riding and looting, that's plenty to work with. But he has to be a disciplined candidate. And it can't be. I'm going on. I'm going on Twitter and I'm going to tweet about why I walk slowly down a ramp. Like, this is just not helpful. (laughs) That was amazing. Ben Shapiro, thank you so much. God bless you, and uh, we'll talk again. Stay safe in Los Angeles, Ben. Back in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Uh, So I'm not making this up. There are uh, pre-World War II peace treaties between uh, sovereign nations uh, that existed with less paperwork. I mean, the Treaty of Versailles, I think, is has less paperwork uh, uh, than it does to sell your house. When you sell your house, you've got books that you have to understand and go through. It's not like an iTunes update either, where you could just click the button and accept all the terms. Um, you have to know what you're doing, and none of us do. Come on, none of us do. 
We need a great advisor, and that's our real estate agent. So we need somebody that is good at marketing, good at selling the house, good at helping us find the new house and buying that house. And then we need somebody who's really good at all the paperwork and knows exactly what's going on. Wow, find that jack of all trades. We'll help you. It's a free service to you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. It's, the name says it all. Do your own homework. But meet these agents before you uh, hire somebody to help you buy or sell your house. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks and you'll get access to all the shows on Blaze TV. So last night I I, um, I spent some time uh, reading some really good stuff on uh, on propaganda and crowd psychology uh, from the Academy of Ideas, and they did something on Edward Bernays that I thought was really really good. And before I bore the snot out of you with that, uh, I'm not sure I'm going to bore you with that today, uh, but I might. I might. I might just pull it out. Um, I wanted to give you one highlight from it, and that is when Freud and uh, Bernays and all of these people did studies on groups. Now, Bernays is the father of propaganda uh, and the father of advertising. And uh, he wanted to know how to get people to do things. And they discovered that uh that that men will buy cars for lots of reasons they'll say oh it's this the best car but what they don't maybe want to admit or maybe don't even know because they've been so well um uh conned i think is that really they want it because it's a status symbol or they want it because it's a chick magnet or whatever it is um or they're going through their midlife crisis. They won't admit it, and sometimes they really don't even know. So if you want to do propaganda, you need to know the inner feelings and the real reasons, not the reasons people give you, but the real reasons. And to get those things, you have to ask the right questions, and you have to have a lot of data points. Kind of like all the data points that they are collecting on you right now, um, through Amazon and Facebook and Google, they know everything about you. They know things about you that you don't even know. You are primed for propaganda. You are primed to be moved as a group. And that is the key groups. Group psychology. It comes from us needing to be in a group. And especially when we feel under attack, we want other people with us. That's why they try to divide us. They try to say you're alone, because if you're alone, you're not in a group, and that's not a safe place, Mr. Gazelle. They're going to come and get the lions are going to come and get you because you're not part of the pack. And so that's an almost an animal instinct in us that when we feel under attack, we want to be part of a group. But as part of a group... 
We act as a group and we stop critical thinking because we're under attack and we now have this this group think. And it explains why we are not thinking right now. It explains why you can say, how can you watch this and see what you're saying is happening? This is really this is a street fair in Seattle. This is a revolution, a Marxist revolution. They see what they want to see because they've been conditioned to see it. Even those who are doing the conditioning now, the media. I want to give you an example, and you tell me where this is is leading the nation. The question isn't whether Trump will go full authoritarian. Now, he may speak like a dictator. Um, He may threaten to enact all kinds of stuff, but he has had multiple occasions to actually go go away from the Constitution and enact presidential powers that wouldn't have made any of us happy. But he hasn't done it. So where's your evidence that this guy is a fascist? I want you to listen to this article. Trump, who was impeached for abuse of power and has ignored multiple congressional subpoenas, falsely declared himself a law and order president. Then he threatened violence against Americans and protesters and threatened to deploy the military on American soil to conduct local police actions over the objection of the state and local authorities. Okay, so why do we not want police action to be federal? Because once it's federalized, that's what every dictator needs. If you have a federal police force, they can they can help the president do whatever the president wants to do. Where if you have local, it it bogs down too much. So you don't want a a national police force, and you certainly don't want your military to be used as a police force unless in times of insurrection. Uh, the the district isn't allowed a governor to try to protect them in uh, Washington D.C. As has become customary after each grotesque low, uh, a new low plumbed by this administration, media outlets and commentators scrambled to find legal justification for Trump's actions since he did not bother to provide them himself. Perhaps, they theorized, the Insurrection Act gives Trump the power to deploy thousands and thousands of heavily armed uh, soldiers, military personnel, and law enforcement officers over the objection of state governors. Right-wing pundits posited that peaceful protests should have listened. Protesters should have listened to warnings before Trump sent troops galloping towards them in a hail of tear gas and fireworks. It's like we're being robbed at gunpoint and we're trying to haggle over how much money we own the mugger. There is only one truth left to wrestle with. It doesn't matter if what Trump is doing is legal. It does, it does not matter if what he's doing is constitutional. It does not matter because no one is going to stop him. Now, remember, you're talking to a group of lefties. They are not in critical thinking mode. They're in war mode, really. We had our chance to prosecute him. Tell me what the message is here. We've had our chance to prosecute him, but Robert Mueller decided the Office of Legal Counsel's suggestion that the president could not be prosecuted while in office was an ironclad principle. Remember that? Remember when Mueller testified that he had found 10 instances of obstruction of justice and nobody did anything because Mueller looked really old on television? No, that's not why. 
we had our chance to remove Trump from office, but 52 Republican senators refused to convict him or even call witnesses during their trial. Remember how the media has let uh, let every day since February 5th pass without pe- asking people like Lamar Alexander and Lisa Murkowski to justify their craven decision to place Trump beyond accountability? Trump has been told that he can't be prosecuted and won't be removed. He's been shown that the media will repeat and amplify his message. That the media will repeat and amplify his message. Even when his messages are filled with uh, demonstrable lies um, that contribute to the deaths of over 100,000 Americans, he straight up refuses to acknowledge the authority of other branches of government that are meant to check his power. He has turned critics like Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz into sycophants. He has uh, convinced the opposition party to pin his hopes on a future election that may never happen. And if it does, certainly won't happen without foreign interference and industrial strength voter suppression. You got that? So if he wins, it will only be because of foreign interference uh, and voter suppression. And nobody stopped him. Nobody's even really trying to stop him anymore. Those who wanted him stopped are kind of waiting, hoping he just goes away. Maybe on January 20, 2021, he'll just leave and we can get back to having a society. Well, we're here to tell you he won't just leave. He won't leave unless the men with guns, the armed agents of the federal government, make him leave. And this upcoming week of protest is going to tell us if there's any hope that those men will do the right thing. Right now, it looks like the men with guns will fold Trump's will just as cravenly and pathetically as everyone else. The only thing that could have stopped Trump from ordering National Guardsmen to ride down peaceful protesters and to shoot them would be the Guardsmen themselves. They could have refused to carry out the order. Instead, they marched on peaceful crowd. I expect military units will act the same. Trump is beyond the rule of law now. Republicans have placed him there, and armed men keep him there. People have to think what that means, how to stop a man who is above the law. Hmm. And now they say using all of the peaceful tools, always the peaceful tools available to us. Gosh, how do you do it? Because you just told me you've used all of the peaceful tools, and now none of it works. If history is a guide, there's no simple option. The only way to stop a brutish demagogue like Trump, the only way men like that ever have, uh, is to do it the way men like him have ever been stopped. People who are willing to lay down their lives to do so. Hmm. Why would you have to lay down your life in a peaceful... Not me. Uh, let's see. He says, um, who's going to be our hero of Tiananmen? Or the unknown rebel who stands in front of the tanks when they come rolling through Times Square. Now, that's not all through history. That's one. He says, not me, not yet. I think I could stay in jail just long enough to get a really cool-looking tattoo, and then I'd be ready to go home. I don't know if I can give what Abraham Lincoln called the last full measure of devotion to my cause. Lots of martyrs have died in vain. Nobody has stopped Trump. I don't think any single person can. But the question is no longer whether Trump can do something. Only relevant question is, are we prepared? To, what are we prepared to do when he does it? How much of ourselves are we willing to give? So you have a, a mob in the street. You have people who are not acting rationally. You have uh, people with guns. Remember, the first thing they did in, in Chaz, or now CHOP, 
which I think is a salute to the French Revolution, um, they they now build a wall. They uh, checked IDs for everybody coming in. They issued guns for people for their own protection. So all the things that the left stands against, they're now doing. The leader of, of Chaz, or CHOP, uh, it was caught on camera taking guns out of the trunk of a car and giving them to teenagers, which is also against the law. Uh, what do you think those people who just gave the speech about the French Revolution, that if you disagree, you lost your head, and we're serious, this isn't a joke, what do you think those people get from that message? What do you think the people who have been getting this constant drumbeat of orange man bad and violence is the answer? What do you think their their takeaway from that story is? By the way, uh, it's not an isolated incident. Uh, Tom Arnold. Yeah, trying to remember him. Did he play the pig on? Oh, no, he was on uh, Roseanne, yeah. Um, he says it's time for white liberal men to borrow their dad's hunting rifles and go nose to nose with Trump's gang of misfit tools. Really? Huh. Then he uh, or last year, he published a picture uh, of uh, Donald Trump said, I'm looking forward to the day I'm standing over him wearing my bullet belt and safari cactus uh, khakis, my carton sized Daniel Boone buck knife in one hand and his teeny tiny tail in the other. If you think that these people are conducting a street fair and these Marxist revolutionaries aren't serious, you're solely sorely, sorely mistaken. You need to prepare yourself and your family to be safe, not to fight back, but to be safe. And I want you to read the essay that I put together for you uh, last night. You'll find it now at glenbeck.com, How to Survive a Marxist Revolution. Find that commentary now, front page of glenbeck.com. You know, I've been thinking about things that I could cook on the Rectech grill that would be impossibly good. Uh, for instance, we've already smoked tofu because my, my daughter is a vegan. Um, and it was surprisingly good. I mean, I, I wasn't great, but I was like, that's tofu? Really? We found we were cleaning out the barn. I found a rat that had di- died in there. And it really it had its paws up to its face and its, its, and its eyes open and its mouth like... <gasps> And I thought, hmm, what if we put that in the rect? Whatever that would taste like. Didn't do it. Um, it, it, This thing will make every meal taste really, really good. Uh, I want you to try it out. It's smart technology. It will cook your food to absolute perfection. It's built like a tank. Uh, It is easy for dopes like me to use. Try it. Enter for your chance to win the same grill that I use with Rectech's Father's Day contest. Go to rectechgrills.com slash back. That's rectechgrills with an S dot com. R-E-C-T-E-C grills 
dot com slash back. Um, this is a great grill, a great gift for Father's Day. Find the one that fits your family and get registered to win the big dog at rectechgrills.com slash back. Go there now. You're listening to Glenn Beck. One of the reasons why I want to um, <clears throat> talk to you about that uh, that uh, preparedness article that I wrote at Glenbeck.com is uh, truck drivers say they're not going to deliver to cities with that have defunded the police uh, departments. There's a lot of things going on in the uh, supply chain that you need to be aware of. Read the article now at Glenbeck.com. Uh, you, Glenn, last break went through a great list of radicals who were advocating violence. I would argue, um, in many cases, and sometimes worse. Um, I, there's another one, too, that, I, that you may have missed, but I, th- I thought this was pretty interesting from another radical. Um, this is advocating violence, right? And I'm not reading this wrong. This is a quote. The cries for peace will rain down, and when they do, they will land on deaf ears. Because your violence has brought this resistance, we have the right to fight back. Like, yes. That's straight out of advocating what- violence, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I think so. That's, yeah. that's, who is it? Who is it? Colin Kaepernick, the face of a multinational corporation that's selling you shoes, is ad- literally uh, publicly advocating violence. And this is, by the way, uh, put out uh, May 29th, right in the middle of the worst of the riots. And he was basically saying, yeah, burn it down. And this guy is getting respect all over the world for his advocacy. He is basically just as bad as any of the people you just mentioned in that last monologue. Can I can I ask you how how confused and scared you would be if you didn't know all of this stuff was coming already? Mm. I mean, just think of the warnings that even scripture say that good will be turned into evil and evil will be good. Uh, I mean, look at Colin Kaepernick is a hero all around the world. Colin Kaepernick? What? Here we are. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You've heard me talk about Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow and a great patriot. His pillow has given good night's sleep to so many people across the country, including me. He continues to send products to try from the pillows to the sheets to the towels, and I've loved all of them so far. You have helped build my pillow into the incredible company that it is today and have trusted Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. And now he is offering buy one, get one deals on some of his incredible products like the duvet covers, the pillows, the bolster, neck, Giza, elegance, pillows, all of it. He's offering deals on both reusable and disposable face masks as well. You can get all of these with a promo code back at MyPillow.com. And remember, everything comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials, and you just type in the name back. Find those that buy one, get one free deals. If you use the promo code back at MyPillow.com or call 800-966-3117. Hey, everybody knows PayPal. But did you know that they were teaming up with Honey to save you money? 
Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And now it's part of the PayPal family. Just add Honey to your computer and shop on all of your favorite sites like normal. When it comes to checkout, just click the little Apply Coupons button when it pops up. A few seconds later, Honey scans the database for all the working coupons on the web and watch your price drop. Honey works on nearly every online store, Walmart, DoorDash, Home Depot, uh, Lululemon, Macy's. Honey has found over $2 billion in savings. That's why they have over 100,000 five-star reviews on Google Chrome Store. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It is free to use and installs in just a couple of seconds. Get money for free by joining Honey. Joinhoney.com slash back. That's joinhoney.com slash back. We want to tell you about home title lock. Uh, working from home is driving up the worst type of crime, at, uh, cyber crime, which is home title theft. Why is it the worst kind? Now, I mean, someone could steal your credit card. Someone stole my credit card one time and, and charged a Papa John's pizza, which like you'd think you'd at least go to the top line pizza place. But no, they went to Papa John's, which is, you know, it's fine. But it's one of those situations where it's 10 bucks, a thousand bucks even. This is your entire home's equity. You can't lose it. It's a big part of your retirement. It's a big part of your savings. Home Title Lock can stop this from happening to you. Don't be a victim of home title fraud. It's one of the fastest growing crimes in America. You can protect yourself with HomeTitleLock.com. If you go to HomeTitleLock.com now, you can register your home. See if you're already a victim. Use the code BECK to get 30 free days of protection to help you through this crisis. Uh, It's going on right now. The code is BECK. HomeTitleLock.com is the place to go. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BECK. Go there now. If you listen to this program, you have not been surprised at what is coming. I told you there'd be a day you wouldn't recognize your country, and every day goes by, it gets more and more unrecognizable. You weren't surprised because I've been warning of you, uh, you of these things for about 15 years, and we've put it together. We know who much of this is, uh, is uh, due to. We know that these are Marxists in Seattle. We know that these are revolutionaries. And Black Lives Matter is now being cleansed uh, and made uh, made into a new product by Johnson & Johnson. So you can consume it. Uh, you know the truth. Well, there's a guy who knows it really firsthand. Uh, one of the braver people that I know has been speaking out, lost everything because of it. Uh, but continues to speak out. His name is Michael Rechtenwald. He is the author of a new book called Beyond Woke. He is the former NYU liberal studies professor uh, who was a theoretical Marxist, uh, but once everybody started losing the theory of it, he was like, wait, no, 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 I'm not serious about it. You know that means death of hundreds of millions of people, right? He's been speaking out. His new book is really important. We have him on to talk about what's happening in Seattle. Uh, And he was the first to call this a Maoist cultural revolution. 
And that's exactly what's happening all across our country right now. He'll explain in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. In the grand scheme of life, there's one thing uh, that uh, there's one thing that really stands out. It's not death. It's not taxes. It's your family. And it is the thing that really stands out that uh, in the end is the only difference. It really is. It's the only thing that really matters. I have the COVID has been very, very helpful for my family. We are closer than we've ever been before. Thank God. Um, and one of the things that I was really struggling with, with all of the pain that I was experiencing over the last 10 years was I wasn't going to be able to play with my grandkids. I wasn't going to be able to do anything. Uh, and I just couldn't live that way. I got my life back because I actually tried because my wife forced me, uh, She's so much smarter than I am, and I just never learn. Uh, she uh, forced me to try relief factor. Uh, she said she wasn't going to listen to me belly aching anymore unless I tried it. And I said, it's not going to work because all it does is reduce inflammation. And she's like, yeah, you mean what pain is caused from? And I'm like, no, but uh, I've, I've, I've seen the best doctors. This is advertised by some Yahoo on the radio. Uh-huh. So listen to the Yahoo on the radio who listened to his wife, who's not a Yahoo. I tried it. I got my life back. Get your life back. Enjoy your family time. Put your life back together. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-583-84, 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. Welcome back to the program, Dr. Michael Rechtenwald. Uh, he's got a new book out called Beyond Woke. Uh, Michael, I think you were the first guy to say this is a cultural revolution. This is a Maoist cultural revolution. And when you said it last year, I don't think I really connected it. Um, but I just looked it up again this week. I, I'm doing some research for a special we're doing on Wednesday. And this is exactly the Maoist cultural revolution from the 1960s in China. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Glenn. It's great to be here. Yeah, we're, we're going through it. I mean, we see... We see everything that the Maoists did, the Red Guards. You know, they, they destroyed monuments, they destroyed churches, they destroyed small businesses, they tried to wipe out the national heritage, cultural memory, historical memory, the renaming of streets, the attacks on the privilege, privilege and authority figures, scapegoating social groups, ritual shaming of self and others, like the people kneeling and those who are asked to kneel, all this self-abnegation, all this is out of the Maoist playbook. It is absolutely incredible when you say that, um, because I think you said that, I think you said that a year ago, and now I see it happening. And I went back to look it all up, and it's identical. I mean, what are the odds that this is a coincidence? I mean, it, it's there are no there are no coincidences here. These people have studied this material but they've also learned it through this this material all came through france in 1968 when the uh mm-hmm. french uh student uprising was going on they were reading miles little red book all this stuff filtered into the western left and has never left it it's always it's been there percolating it's been it's been there uh you know gestating just under the surface and it, you saw it coming out through twitter mobs stuff like that and I said, this was really a cultural revolution on the way. And 
we see it happening. I mean, what we also see, similarly, we see the kind of funding from corporations who are unwittingly giving money to people. Basically, as Lenin said, the, the capitalists will sell us the rope to hang him with. So do you think that they really are unwittingly doing this? I mean, this is the Tides Foundation has been trying to turn the corporations towards Marxism, uh, strangely, uh, since the 1980s, since Reagan went in. They felt that they had totally lost and they needed to remount a new attack. And they needed the, the as they learned in the 60s, they needed the entire culture, but they also needed the corporations. Well, they have the entire culture. And uh, now the corporations are in their in their pocket. Is it really unwittingly? I mean, how stupid do you have to be if you're Nike? On the part of some of them, it's unwitting. But like the Ford Foundation is a big contributor to the movement for black lives. The movement for black lives is the umbrella group under which Black Lives Matter operates. Now, the movement for black lives says straightforwardly on their about page that they are anti-capitalist that capitalism must be overthrown for justice therefore they are giving money directly to communists uh and this is very very clear but not every corporation that's doing this understands what's going on i mean you see small corporations here and there giving three hundred thousand dollars to black lives matter they think they're doing it for good pr yeah they think this is good pr and it's going to be good for business but it's basically selling the rope with which they'll hang the capitalist. Is it true Marx said, and I, was it Marx or Lenin um, that said um, America w- is the prize? It's, the, it's going to be the perfect communist society because it will go through capitalism. And in the end, it will be a... Uh, capitalism will be so corrupt and the leader of America will be the ultimate capitalist and it will be so grotesque that everyone will uh, will run to Marxism and communism. Is that true? Did you yeah, that, have you ever read that? That was that was Lenin. And it's true. Uh, but it didn't happen as they had planned. Uh, the working classes in the United States and much of Western Europe weren't down with it. Then the cultural Marxist revolution started with the Frankfurt School of Critical Theory, and they came over to the United States and seeded their ideas here. They said, if we can't, what's wrong with these workers? They're happy. They're happy consumers. They're imbibing the same material resources that the the, uh, capitalist class is under is taking in. There's something wrong here. So we have to attack what's what the real roots are. And they started to. You go into matters like culture, like uh, like the family, uh, like advertising. They saw advertising as duping the working classes. They saw ideology as the main function. So they started an ideological war. And that's what's been going on. It's been going on in the universities for 50 years. And it's finally taking some sort of roots and taking some, it, the roots are finally, I should say, sprouting these weeds into the into the culture and into the into the uh, popular sphere and also into the political sphere because we have many politicians uh from the democratic party buying into it and supporting it and you know giving it their full endorsement so you know it's been a long haul through the institutions 
a long march through the institutions, which was the uh, idea that was floated by Antonio Gramsci, the Italian Marxist, would be to wage an ideological war for ideological hegemony or over, over, you know, complete dominance. And, you know, that's what mm-hmm. they've been up to for 50 years. So, Michael, um, as I have studied revolutions, you need uh, education, uh, you need the universities, the academics, you need people on the inside of the government, um, uh, you need the media, all these different things that you need. They've always had all of them. And they may even now looks like they may have members in the Pentagon as well. Um, Is there anything that you have seen in your studies like we know that violence is part of it and they want they're begging for violence. The the left has been begging for the right to stand up and be violent. So the the press could make us into monsters. Um, What is the thing that in retrospect, the people of China or people in revolutions could have done besides violence that we could still do to stop this? Well, uh, let's start with Trump. How about an anti an anti propaganda campaign? How about exposing the true underlying intentions of these people? I know he says Antifa is communist, but he doesn't prove it. And not only Antifa, but the movement for black lives is communist. How about an anti-propaganda campaign first? And then how about the statement of principles, just why this is wrong, morally, economically, and otherwise? Uh, This has to be explicated. It has to be made perfectly clear that it's not happening. It's, it's, It's not happening to the extent that it needs to, at least. But wait a minute. Hang on just a second, Michael. Um I know you know who Edward Bernays is and the study right. of uh, propaganda and and uh, the study of crowds that he and his his uncle really uh, did a lot of work on uh, Sigmund Freud. There is I just read a bunch of stuff from him last night, and there is something to the psychology of a crowd that when they are going, they shut off all critical thinking. So how does making the case that these guys are Marxist penetrate when we are so deeply divided into our groups? Well, you have a, you know, a great number of people that don't know what's going on. They are, you know, you see the support for Black Lives Matter has, has dramatic, dramatically risen despite all, the, all this violence and despite the, the intentions right. being clear. So, I mean, those people are a critical mass that have to be reached first. And then you isolate the radicals from the rest. That's the way to do it, because we have to get to the people who are unwittingly supporting communist revolution. Yeah. Uh, and those people are just not educated as to what's happening. Uh, and, you know, the, the bully pulpit is the best start. It's not the end by any stretch. I mean, there needs to be a national conversation where we go, listen, this, this is what's on the table. Is this really where we want to go? And, you know, get some of these people in the room and then start talking to them, because as it is, everybody's in an echo chamber here, as they very well set up these echo chambers, and there's Mm -hmm. no crosstalk going on at all. Michael, you wrote in your book, and I think this is absolutely brilliant. You said, first, the left translated Marxism into identity politics. Now, with the Black Lives Matter movement, they're translating identity politics back into Marxism. Yes. 
this is this was the big trick that was undertaken by Herbert Marcuse, the Frankfurt School theorist. And he said, look, the working class in America is just not going to be that revolutionary agent that we'd hoped for. So let's start cobbling together all these different identity groups, you know, blacks, environmentalists, uh, other types of stray leftists. And let's put them under a common umbrella and we'll march forward under this rather than under the umbrella of anti-capitalism. So it'll be identity politics. And we've seen that identity politics has been rife for the last, what, 40 years. That's really the way this has flown. Now, subtly and ever so surreptitiously, they have realized that they've translated this, or they have translated this identity politics right back into Marxism where they wanted to be in the first place. That's exactly what's happening because we see Black Lives Matter uh, really has an anti-capitalist agenda. We see a, uh, the Antifa, of course, is uh, anti-capitalist. But all this identity politics and fighting against the so-called Nazis, all of this was a part of reintroducing mm-hmm. Marxism into the, into the uh, agenda. Okay, um, back in one minute with Michael Rechtenwald. And Michael, I want to ask you this when we come back. Um, you've studied this, you know it. What is the best thing that the individual that's listening to you right now can do? And... Because these things play out over and over again, almost exactly, uh, what's coming next? And we'll go there in one minute. The name of the uh, the name of the book that Michael has uh, just put out is Beyond Woke. It's really well worth your read. Um, all right, Goldline is our sponsor this half hour. Uh, did you see that the Fed said today that they're going to start buying individual companies and stocks now? The Fed, the Fed is the Federal Reserve. Oh, that's interesting. Um, okay, good, good. So, what does the stock market even mean anymore? It, it it means really, can you follow the Fed? And they're going to juice this thing up and juice this thing up until there's no more juice left, and then it comes crumbling down. It doesn't. You can't make investments now based on any kind of reality. When the stock market goes up sixteen hundred points or two thousand points, while there's riots in the streets, it makes no sense whatsoever. That's why I have uh, taken my savings or my my uh, stock uh, money out of the stock market, and I've invested uh, a piece of that, about ten percent of that, into gold. Um, this is an additional. Uh, 10% because I, I have to tell you I uh, you know Goldman Sachs when Goldman Sachs and I think it was uh, JP Morgan and Chase when they all came out and said about two months ago that they thought gold would be between two and uh, between three and thirty five hundred dollars an ounce in a year that means they don't think the government is going to get more stable that's a real problem and it's a problem for our our the value of your dollar so please Just look into it. Don't do anything rash. Just really do your own homework. You're smart enough to figure this out. Uh, Goldline at 1-866-GOLDLINE. They're waiting for your call right now. 866-GOLDLINE. Ask them to send you the important risk information and all of the details about buying gold and why it is right for you, perhaps. But do your own homework. It's goldline.com. 866-GOLDLINE. 10 seconds. Station ID.
By the way, this is the new theme for the uh, Minnesota police. That's the new theme song there. It's kind of an old Batman tune, because I think that's who's going to have to watch over the city is Batman. But uh, he's got cool cars. Michael Rechtenwall is here. His uh, uh, his book is called Beyond Woke. Um, Michael, in watching these things, what comes next? Well, it's got to be counter-revolution. It's that simple. Uh, we have to organize a counter-revolution, and that is really a multi-pronged approach. First of all, anti-propaganda, but fur- further, a divestment of, of our resources from these corporations that are funding these movements. Finally, we should put a list together of all these corporations that are funding this and totally boycott them. Uh, and I should say that with some caution because some of them don't know what they're doing. They should be given a chance to, you know, come clean in terms of what's, what's going on and what the agenda is here and whether they're behind it or not. And then we need to... But haven't we seen... Go ahead. Yeah. We need counter-revolutionary measures. Typically, unfortunately, the left is going to force us into collectivism here in order to oppose them. Uh, we don't want to live their way, a collectivist mentality, a herd mentality, but we need to do some things like perhaps organize a huge march to walk right through the so-called chop without getting our heads chopped off, to defy them utterly, and, you know, to protect ourselves. I think individual uh, self-protection and protection of property is legal and it's constitutional and it's necessary. Michael, um, uh, first of all, I think your march through that territory is exactly what Martin Luther King would have done. Um, but it would take a very disciplined people uh, because if they ever struck back, I mean, you have to have Martin Luther King knew this. He was he was taking lambs into slaughter. He knew that. Um, And uh, and that's why he preached so hard. Do not strike back. Do not strike back. And if you weren't disciplined enough, you weren't in the group um, because those people will attack and you have to take the beating if you do that. Because that's the only way the world will turn on your side is if you are peaceful and you are just showing, I, I, I am not going to fight you. I just don't believe what you believe. And uh, when that happens, you could change the world. That's Who's that I, leader, uh, Michael? Well, I, I wouldn't be <laughs> so sure about who that is. And uh, I would say that that yeah. needs to instill discipline in this group. And they have to articulate clear principles that we are defending. And these are not yeah. principles of fascism. We have to make that clear because as soon as this group gets together, they're going to be called every name in the book, fascist, alt-right, etc., etc. Everything to defame them, to, to preclude their, their mission as, as vital and as proper, as right. And so these principles need to articulate, be articulated first. And of course, the Constitution is our guiding our guiding document there but it needs to be updated in terms of yes i have to tell you i i'm sorry we have to cut you off here but you are always great to talk to and we need to spend more time together uh the book is beyond woke it's a must read program all right gosh i hate that when time runs out um let me tell you about uh hustler turf I don't know what's up with the grass, but man, it just keeps growing. Jeez, summer. 
Good news is, perfect time of the year to slide your bottom into a Hustler Turf lawnmower. Hustler lawnmowers, they're fast, they're maneuverable, robust, and they're going to help you get the job done. And you're going to have a lot of fun doing it. These zero-turn mowers from Hustler... This is a rocking machine, man. It really is. Uh, right now, you can save $100 off of any Raptor residential mower and $300 on any Dash residential motor. Check them out now at HustlerTurf.com slash back. Now, all Hustler uh, mowers, these these things are heavy duty. Uh, heavy duty. They are welded steel decks on. There's no cheap stamp deck on the front of this thing. You're going to be impressed by it. And you can get one starting at just $19.99 till the end of June. Get an extra year of extended warranty as well. Go to HustlerTurf.com. Click on the radio offer button. Top of the right-hand corner, type in my name, Beck. HustlerTurf.com. Promo code Beck. New Stu Does America tonight coming up at 8 o'clock. You can always subscribe to the podcast. Get every episode for free along with every episode of the radio program on iTunes. This is the Glenn Beck Program from the Standing Rock Ranch, where in uh, about two weeks, uh, two weeks from uh, Thursday, I think we are going to be doing a July 4th special um, that we really wanted to do up in uh, Gettysburg, but uh, that fell apart because of COVID and we weren't allowed to gather anymore. So we... uh, uh, we had to cancel that, and it has been bothering me, and especially now with everything that is going on. We must come together as a people and do a couple of things. Restore the truth in our history. Restore the the idea that, yes, we make mistakes, but we're a good nation that has moved forward and done some amazing things, and we still have a lot left to do. To give ourselves a goal of things that we can actually do together that will unite us, not divide us. What can we possibly unite on that no one would ever disagree with? What could that possibly be? I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay it out for you on July 2nd. And it's about a two hour special. No commercials will be on all of our platforms and of course on Blaze TV. Um, but, uh, we, we really, really encourage you, um, to, uh, be a part of this. I have a big, uh, rehearsal happening, uh, this weekend and there'll be 400 people up here at my house, my ranch, uh, up in Idaho. And, um, it's just, I think it's going to be really one of the most moving things, um, that we have possibly ever produced. And I want your family there. Now, the night before, we're going to take on the 1619 Project on my Wednesday night special on Blaze TV. I'm going to be giving you a a look at the 1619 Project and how that's just not true. It's not true. Um, and we're going to take it apart, and then we'll reset history. Uh, I think that's possibly going to be another two-hour special uh, the night before the uh, July 4th. Uh, I think emotional spectacular um, here at the Standing Rock Ranch. Put it on your calendar. Tell your friends. Gather in groups. 
Uh, you don't have to work the next day. This is going to be something really, really special. Make sure you join us. Now, let me go back up to Seattle here for the uh, Capitol Hill uh, Autonomous Zone, Chaz. Um, the residents there, you're not hearing an awful lot from them. Uh, but somebody has spoken to one of the residents. His name uh, is Brandon, at least in this uh, in this setting. He wanted his name uh, taken off and also his face disguised and his voice disguised. So nobody knows who he is because he is terrified of what is happening in his neighborhood. He lives inside of Chaz and he sees these people and he knows they're dead serious and he is frightened. And I want to take you through this amazing interview from, I think this was uh, the, not the Daily Wire, but uh, the Daily Caller that did this interview. It's um, anonymous Seattle, Capitol Hill resident. Let's play cut one, what he's been seeing in the streets. And it's like, at what point do you realize these people are not there to peacefully protest? They're charging you. So the, the protesters are... Uh, they keep marching up to the, the police officers and they have the umbrellas out and they have people leaning forward too. They're not like leaning back. There's no signs. They're leaning forward. I hear a guy with a megaphone and he's not yelling. He's not screaming. He's just saying loudly and calmly. He said, Seattle Police Department, pull out your guns and commit suicide. And he said it over and over again. And um, it was like the sound of the devil because he wasn't yelling. He meant it. And uh, the crowd just keeps marching and the police have to start dispersing them. They say this is going to be an unlawful assembly. They gave him a warning three times, um, maybe a fourth time unofficially, but it was very clear what was going to happen. Uh, so the police, they, they did like a pepper spray, like these little balls that kind of release in the air a little bit. Um, and people still weren't leaving. <laughs> um, people were commenting, oh, there's something in the air. And they still weren't leaning. They were still kind of just leaning in. And then the police uh, use some other, like a smoke grenade thing to try to disperse them. Um, then I saw the protesters pick, picking the grenades back up and throwing them at the police. They had like these oven mitts on and uh, they pulled goggles out and had them on and they were just chucking them at the police. Uh, the protesters started falling back at that point because there were more of these uh, gas grenades. Um, the protesters started dragging dumpsters out into the middle of the road and I, that was when I, I, I understood like this was part of their plan because it was coordinated. People peeled off in specific ways and they pulled the dumpsters out and then people are taking cover behind the dumpster. They have book bags. I saw one guy leaning, pulling stuff out of his book bag and throwing it at the police over the top of the dumpster. No idea what that was, you know, but it was a war going on right here. Um, that went on all night long. It seemed like it took hours for it to stop. This is incredible, especially if you've been watching our specials. Uh, that reminds me of what was happening in Ukraine and how the uh, the United States, by funding a project with George Soros, was teaching these things to the radicals. This is well-coordinated and taught. And again, last week's special on TV showed you this new group out of Syria that has been training uh, revolutionaries here in America to uh, help topple America. It's actually the Kurds of Syria, not to be confused with the northern Iraqi Kurds. Those are good guys. 
These are Marxist revolutionaries, and they intend on toppling America, and they are training people here. And I believe, and I have no evidence of this except in foreign countries, that uh, the allies of Soros, perhaps Soros funded himself, uh, are are training these people uh, as well. He said that he felt that the government had really abandoned him. Now, I want you to listen. First of all, when he said, I heard him scream, kill yourself, he said, it was like the devil. Evil is on a rampage. Evil believes it can win. You are dealing, and this is something that we showed you with Occupy Wall Street, and when I start seeing some of the signs that uh, uh, that we were looking for with Occupy Wall Street, I will tell you. Um, but this is a, a an evil movement. And there were things that were happening during Occupy Wall Street. And I don't think the protesters knew that they were doing this. But they were actually participating in an ancient um, satanic ritual the things they were doing were ritualistic um and this is evil i was struck by a seattle resident saying it sounded like the devil and he's alone here's cut two can you read this letter and you like you can't read this letter and not feel like humanity because they're begging they're saying don't put us in this position like we don't want to beat anyone up but we're also He's being told we have to guard the police precinct. And um, that day, that, when I read that letter, it tore me up. And I called the governor. I called Governor Inslee. And I listened to a two-minute auto recording about telling me how to report non-essential businesses like hair, like hair salons for being open. And I'm just patiently listening through it. And I get through to a staffer. And I'm like, sir, I'm in Capitol Hill right now. And I've been watching these protesters They've been throwing stuff at the police. They threw these grenade, these smoke grenades back at them or these like canisters. I told them that the police said they're gonna have to leave the precinct tonight. There were tweets from our local Seattle Antifa guy who he's always tweeting about stuff that's happening here. And all these Seattle people are retweeting it. And um, he's saying the cops are gone and uh, it's gonna be fun or you know something along those lines. And I told him that. And, um, the staffer in Governor Inslee's office, he gave me a customer service voice, and he said um, he would refer me to previous remarks the governor has made. And I said, well, the governor made those remarks before what happened tonight, last night, and today. And he said, all I can do is refer you to the remarks. And I said, can I talk to you human to human? What if this was your house and your police station you're looking at? And I'll, I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, sir, I don't want to make this personal. And I said, this is personal because this is my home and I don't have cops anymore. And I have people throwing grenades in front of me. And you're telling me to just Google something the governor said a few days ago. Like, it's just hard because like my own government that I've like supported and elected and I'm calling them, telling them what's going on and they don't care. He said, don't make it personal. So he feels abandoned by the governor uh, and the 
the city officials that he said he helped elect. He feels alone and abandoned with rioters on the streets just in front of his house. He knows that they are beating you if you disagree with a word. Imagine the courage it took for this man to come out and speak out. But he also has a few words for the national media. Take cut three, please. I would say I don't think that the national media is portraying the situation accurately. Because after Monday, when I realized the governor didn't care, I I called everyone in city council. No one would answer. I called the mayor. No one would answer. I couldn't leave voicemails, so I started emailing them. Um, No emails back. The voicemail boxes are closed. I, I just started panicking because I was like, my police station is going to be attacked tonight. And you know what? It was. They took it over and they ransacked it and they started throwing barricades up. And I saw people with guns out here patrolling it that I've never seen before. So when, uh, when people come in and do a tour of this neighborhood, like it's a music festival, and they look at the snack carts and the street art, and they tell me it's calm, how privileged could you be? Because you're not here with no first responders. You're not here seeing graffiti that says 666 everywhere. You're not here with 50 shops boarded up and gone forever. Listen to, uh, listen to the protesters' voices from yesterday on MSNBC. He said, how dare you say this is a street festival? That's what he just said, the resident. How privileged are you that you think that's what it is? Listen to MSNBC doing a report, and he says it's, it's very peaceful. It's like a street festival. Listen to this. After more than a week of clashes between the demonstrators and the police, now you've seen essentially almost like a street festival type atmosphere. A street festival type atmosphere. No, with a very it is not a street festival. With a very intentional purpose. It is not a street festival. It is not a street festival. Do not say that. Shame on you for saying that. Learn right now. It is not a street festival. Do you know our voices sound like it is not tear gas that police attacked us with? So anyway, they go on to make it very clear that this is not a story. The media is complicit in this and telling you a lie Um, here. Let me go back to the resident for one more cut. This is the guy who lives on Capitol Hill and he pleads to the media. Here's his message to the media. I think this is cut five. What I want to say to the media is come here. Come here and I will walk you through here at night. And you can see it for yourself. You can see that we don't have a right to vote for stuff here anymore. You can see the demands where they say they want the pensions taken away from every police officer in Seattle. We have snack carts and we have art and people watch Netflix and they eat dinner. But they took our rights away and that's not okay. Like just. It's not political. It's just not okay. Our sponsor is MyPillow. I've talked a lot on the program about Mike Lindell. He's the inventor of MyPillow and how uh, his pillow is, has revolutionized sleep and continues to re- revolutionize sleep. But what you don't probably know about Mike is he is so committed to doing good. He really believes he's on a mission for from God. And I, I think so, too, because he had this. He says this this pillow and all this stuff came from inspiration. 
Um, and he knew it was to do good and it was to help people who are really suffering. So he is pouring millions of his own dollars into all kinds of new things that he's doing to help people on the streets and to, to help people who are horribly addicted to drugs and alcohol. It's really amazing. Uh, here's a guy who's putting his money where his mouth is. And um, he believes that all of the inspiration and all the designs of the stuff that he sells came from God to be able to make the money to help. It's it's an incredible story and an incredible product, all of them. MyPillow.com, the products from the pillows to the bolster to the the pillows, all of it, the duvet co- covers, check out MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials and buy the uh, buy one, get one free specials right now. Deep discounts on all other MyPillow products as well. Enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com, promo code back. Tomorrow night, signs torn down, statues destroyed, buildings defaced, dissenters silenced. The cultural revolution is here and taking names. There's no free speech for a fascist. Comedian Adam Carolla joins to blast the Marxist mob. You should be able to share ideas without fear. But what's next for Americans who refuse to bow? Glenn exposes the most dangerous cult in America. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Welcome to the uh, program. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I've just posted something uh, up at glenbeck.com that I want you to read. It's how to survive a Marxist revolution uh, and the things that you need um, to think about. And the first thing that I, I talk about is admit to yourself that this is actually happening. It may not go any further, but uh, the world is changing and you have to stop doubting yourself and start doing the things that will keep you and your family safe. That's up at glenbeck.com. I may even post a, a Facebook uh, live today on this if I have time uh, because there's some other things that I want to show you what I've been doing up at the ranch that I highly recommend. So check it out now at glenbeck.com. We'll see you tomorrow. is the Glenn Beck Program. Just because you can boil water doesn't mean you should run a restaurant. And the same logic goes for identity theft protection. You may be good at monitoring your credit, but that doesn't make you an authority on it. Plus, with data breaches that seem to happen more and more, your personal information could end up anywhere and with your breached information criminals can commit identity theft which is even more reason to use a pro because on your own you can miss certain identity threats like someone taking out a payday loan in your name or selling your information on the dark web that's where lifelock comes in they see a wide range of identity threats now nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses but if you end up with an identity theft issue a dedicated team of specialists will work with you to fix it so keep boiling water like a champ but leave the identity theft protection to lifelock 
Join now and save up to 25% off your first year. Go to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. That's lifelock.com. Promo code BECK for 25% off.